Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. An andiron for your fireplace to a secondhand secondhand for your watch. In fact, if you walk through there today, you'll even find Fibber McGee and Molly. My goodness, this place is simply loaded, McGee. Yeah. Don't you love to look at antiques? I don't know, kiddo. I can't see them for all the junk. <laughs> they must set up their stock in here by shooting it in through the front door with a cannon. That's what makes it interesting, dear. It is? You never know what you'll stumble over next. Ouch! What's the matter? Stumbled over a cannonball. Hmm. I never saw so much. Hey, look at this old beer mug, Molly. Somebody put their name and phone number on it. Phone number? Where? On the tag here. See, it says Silverstein Circle 1850. Oh, no, McGee, that's a silver sign. Huh? Beer sign. Sure, a mug. <laughs> and it's circa 1850, not circle. Hmm? That means it was made almost a hundred years ago, dearie. It does? Sure. My gosh, you can tell all that just from a phone number on it? <laughs> you sure know more about antiques than I do, do see? <laughs> Believe me, dearie, it's not difficult. <clears throat> not that it matters, of course. <laughs> if I really wanted to know when the mug was made, all I'd have to do is call up this guy Silverstein at Circle 81850 and... <laughs> what you looking for? A clerk. Hmm? I wonder if anybody's running this place. We've been here half an hour and I haven't seen a soul. Is anyone in charge here? I'll show you how to get a clerk out here. Hand me something. Anything. What do you want? Here, this old candlestick will do it. Watch this. I merely put the candlestick in my side coat pocket like this. That'll be $12, sir. Is there anything else I can show you? My goodness, where'd you come from, mister? Thornfelt, Missouri, madam. <laughs> from a pioneer family. My grandmother built the first gin mill in southeast... Now, look, uh, <laughs> That's all very interesting, bud, but we ain't interested. As long as you're out here, though, show us something. Well, I'll be happy to, sir. Yeah. What would you like me to show you? Well... Oh, I know. How about some card tricks? Hmm? Here, pick a card, any card. Now, please, sir, we're just in here shopping. We didn't come in to be entertained. Oh, you won't find me very entertaining, madam, I can assure you. <laughs> oh, my wife so often says to me, uh, Marvin, you jerk, she says. <laughs> but I don't answer. My name is Conrad. <laughs> well, look. Connie boy. Maybe you better just crawl back in your hole and leave... Oh, wait. Look, McGee. Huh? Isn't this a pretty little table? The round one with the turned-up edges? Yeah. Oh, that is indeed a valuable piece, madam. That table once belonged to Louis the Fourteenth. My goodness. Louis the Fourteenth. Louis the Fourteenth Street Baker. <laughs> That's a pie-crust table. It is. <laughs> Looks just like wood. <laughs> Although I've ate some of Louis' pie crust, and come to think of it, it does taste a little like a tabletop. I understand his food was recommended by Duncan Fife. <laughs> Personally, though... Hey, there's an interesting-looking clock on the counter there, bud. See that clock, Molly? See that? 
That, sir, is a genuine grandfather's clock. Ooh. Very rare. A grandfather's clock? Why, it's only two feet high. Grandfather, madam, was a midget. <laughs> yeah, how'd he get to be a midget, bud? Well, when grandfather was just a child, he took a job with a circus, assisting a nearsighted roustabout who kept mistaking him for a tent stake. With a 16-pound sledgehammer, it took him less than a week to hammer grandfather into a knot-headed midget. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, bud, my grandfather had a clock, too. He didn't keep it in the house, though. He kept it on the front porch facing the bus stop so people could tell when the bus was due. Really, McGee? That was mm -hmm. thoughtful. Yes, facing the bus stop, eh? Yeah. They used to say grandfather has a clock that would face a stop. <laughs> Gosh, don't you get it, bud? You heard the expression, had a face that would stop... Ain't funny, McGee. As good as that thing he told about his grandfather. I, George, if I was a salesman and the customer made a joke, I'd try to force a little... No, I just got it, sir. <laughs> oh, you should be on the radio. Hi, George. Don't overdo it, bud. He probably ain't going to buy anything anyway. Oh, look, McGee. The vase there on the shelf. Where? Oh, that flowered one. Oh, that's just like the, the, one, the one you broke. Yeah. The one you broke, exactly like it. Uh -huh. The one that I had to put the mate to it away till I could find another one to match? Yeah. Let me see that, sir. Why, gladly, madam. That is a handsome piece. Genuine Flagendorf China. Yeah. That's the one. Same flowers on it, McGee, see? Yep. How much is it, sir? I have one just like it, and I need a pair. Do you, madam, since you want it very badly, I'll make a special price. Uh, twenty dollars. Oh, dear. Uh, how much would it be if she didn't want it, bud? <laughs> ten dollars. Sold. Here's ten bucks. Well, thank you. I'll have it wrapped for you. Wait right here. Okay. Oh, Rachel, we got rid of that vase that's been... <laughs> I'm so glad I found that thing, McGee. I've been looking for a mate to that base. Hey, you months. folks. Oh, hello there, kid. My gosh, the old timer. Hi, Johnny. Hi, daughter. Shopping or swapping? Well, a little of both, Mr. Old Timer. We just swapped $10 for a vase. They're wrapping it up for you. Yeah. $10 for a vase? What's it full of gold pieces? <laughs> no. It's empty now, but it'll be full of cigar ashes if I don't watch it, which I will, believe me. Well, I'm just looking around down here, daughter. I love old things. <laughs> yeah. Well, how is Bessie these days, anyhow? <laughs> she well. Oh, Bessie's healthier than a bobtail mule, kid. Yeah. And just as pretty. <laughs> I, I got kind of a pet name for her, daughter. I call her... <laughs> my, my little carrot top. Oh, carrot top, huh? Red hair? Nope. Pointed head. <laughs> Mighty fine girl, though, Bessie is. Got herself a job at the city last week, and me and her went out and painted the town red. No kidding. Painted the town. Well, not the whole town, of course. Just the curbs. Oh. No parking, loading zone, more toots slip here, stuff like that. But uh, Bessie was too sentimental for the job. Too sentimental to handle a paintbrush? What you mean? Well, at 14th and Oak... Where it used to say, no parking, it now says in big red letters, Bessie loves old-timers. <laughs> oh, my goodness, she wears her heart on her paint bucket, Bessie. <laughs> yep, when I read that, I says to her, Bessie, I says, 
That's libel. Libel, she says. Yep, I says. It's libel to get you fired. <laughs> it did. I gotta find her a job, kids. My birthday is coming up. I'll see you later. So long. <laughs> to carry the vase for a while, McGee? Your record for handling delicate objects of art isn't very good, you know. No, it's half good. I'm usually pretty clumsy, but not with stuff that costs ten bucks, I'm not. I think no more ten bucks than gorgeous George thinks a gorgeous George. <laughs> I can handle it. Look out, dearie. Now, what are you yanking my arm for? You almost made me drop the vase. Look back of you. Huh? Oh, my gosh. A open manhole. Gee, thanks, kiddo. Happy to do it for an old friend like you. But I'd better carry the vase. Being a woman, I'm not as likely to fall into a manhole. <laughs> well, I got it all right, but see, I got a real tight hold on to it. I could get knocked down by a ten-ton truck or shot at by bandits and never loosen my grip on this vase. Well, hello there, Molly. Hello, McGee. Well, good day, Mr. Mayor. My, it's nice to see you. Hi, Latrivia. Hey, you're up for re-election this year, ain't you? Uh, yes, and I'd like to request a favor of you. Why, certainly, Your Honor. Just name it. Sure, just name it, boy. Anything I can do for a fellow that he's the best mayor this town ever had and never done a crooked thing in his whole life that anybody knows about, proving that even if he has, he could have covered it up so good it'll never be found out, which proves that a clever mayor is just as good as an honest one, I'll be glad to do it. <laughs> Thank you. Do you remember that during my last campaign you stayed strictly out of it and I was re-elected? Yes. Yes? Well, do me a favor and stay out of it again. Hmm? You know, he nearly ruined me two elections ago, Molly. He plastered the town with posters. He did? You betcha, and I made him up. The slogan was, a vote for Latrivia is a vote for corruption being eliminated in West Vista. Yes, yes, and my opposition went around the night before and cut off the bottom half. So they all read, a vote for the trivia is a vote for corruption. Heavenly days, how awful. What do you mean, awful? I planned it that way. Every gambler and hoodlum and crook in town voted for him. He got elected, didn't he? <laughs> McGee, do you know Charlie Power, my campaign manager? No, but if he wants any ideas for me on how to run... He doesn't. Okay. <laughs> What about Mr. Power, Mr. Mayor? Well, I was just going to say that if McGee messes into my campaign this year, you'll probably see Charlie and me staggering up the street arm in arm singing Sweet Adeline. You mean with me on your side, you'll... Yes. Yes, I'll be drunk with power. Good day. <laughs> He's just kidding, I suppose. <laughs> The mayor's a teetotaler, isn't he? Oh, I'll say. Hates alcohol so much that after he plays handball at the Elks, he always gets a rub down with ginger ale. <laughs> Why, well, I mind one time... You jump back, quick! Huh? Why, I don't see anything. Quick, jump! What? Oh, dear! Oh, my gosh. Somebody threw a piano out of that window. I knew somebody'd play the Tennessee waltz once too often. <laughs> Out. They were hoisting it up to the fifth floor and the rope broke. You jumped back just in time, dearie. Careless idiots. They might have busted this vase. You better let me carry it. You've had more close calls than a fat man in a phone booth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I got it okay, Tristan. You just relax. 
I've protected it pretty good so far, ain't I? Well, yes, you have. Oh, hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hello, Molly. Hi, pal. What do you got there? It's a vase, Mr. Wilcox. We bought it in an antique shop. Yep. It's a very valuable object of the art, Junie. You know anything about the art? No. No, but my cousin, Big Ultramarine Wilcox, is an artist. <laughs> Took it up accidentally. How can you take up art accidentally? Well, he was going to redecorate his house, so he spread a canvas on the floor, mm -hmm. lined up 12 different kinds of paint. That night, there was an earthquake. Uh -huh. Threw the paint all over the canvas. He had it framed, sent it to the Modern Art Show, and won the Ernest T. Bookkins Award, $10,000. <laughs> Not the Ernest Lee Book. Well, yeah. what do you know? He's <laughs> fame. Is he still working at it? Well, in a way. In a way, he is. He bought a lot more paint, and he's been sitting around for seven years waiting for another earthquake. <laughs> Better come quick, because he's used up almost all of the 10000 Yeah. What's your favorite piece of art, Junior? The Mona Lisa? Uh, no, pal. To me, the loveliest thing in the world is that beautifully curved, magnificently proportioned, scientifically designed object, a can of pet milk. I always wondered why you kept one on the mantelpiece in your house with the soft light shining on it. <laughs> yes, Molly, it's caused a lot of comment. All kinds of comments. That's all. Yes, people look at it and say, you nuts or something? <laughs> or they say, boy, is that silly. Stuff like that. But I don't care. I know what I like. Well, if you really like art, Junior, this vase is... And I know what millions of other people like, too. Pet milk. Pet milk. Mm -hmm. Maybe not to put on the mantle with a light shining on it, but for real artistic use in the kitchen. And say, do kids love chocolate drinks made with pet milk? You know, you can't fool a youngster on taste. And they know that pet milk is just good, sweet country milk concentrated to double richness giving their milk drinks a special flavor. Speaking it's... of good taste, when I get this vase with some flowers in it, I can get rid of my old flower pot. Oh, speaking and... of pots. Oh, cut it out. Just because the guy puts on a little weight, everybody stops. No, no, no. <laughs> no, uh, pal, I meant coffee pots. What? Yeah, it isn't only the children who know the value of pet milk. It's their coffee-loving parents, too. Because any cup of good coffee, doubly flavorful with that rich pet milk, is extra good. Pet milk. The first evaporated milk is a great thing. Yeah, say, for hey, everybody. hey, coffee, hey, hey. The babies, everything. <laughs> Milky. Yes, pal. We'll have to leave you in a minute. Our streetcar's coming, Mr. Wilcox. Yeah, hey, it's nice to see them running again. They were out on strike last week, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to one of the motormen about it. Said he stayed in bed the whole week, and his wife pressed all his clothes. Is that so? Mm-hmm. Thus proving the old saying. What old saying? Iron while the strike is hot. Iron. Go on, kids. Well, come on, dearie. Here comes our car. Okay. Oh, oh, baby, street. Oh, no, Let him out, please. When I get aboard, you hand me the base, dearie. No, I got it okay, kiddo. You pay the fare and I'll get on. Next stop, Domino Scarfers. Go have service next. Change for the middle of the and grass the meat, please. Nerf car. Come on, Molly. Let's sit toward the back. Because... Oh, hey, bud. Watch who you're shoving there. I got a valuable base here. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't... 
Oh, hiya, Sid. Oh, hi, Georgie. I didn't recognize you. Want you to meet my wife, Georgie. Molly, this is Georgie Nothing. Well, how do you do, I'm sure, Mr. Nothing? Hi, Mrs. McGee. I'm glad to meet any wife of Mr. McGee's because unemployment is a serious thing. What's unemployment got to do with it, Georgie? Nothing in this case, because I wouldn't have took the job anyway. Huh? Who do they think I am to stand there up to my hips in cold sauerkraut? <laughs> up to your hips in cold sauerkraut? What kind of a job is that? Exactly what I asked myself. Yeah. Georgie, I says, this ain't for you. You may be able to ride to work one day. The next day, what happens? No bait. Bait? Bait for what? Who knows for what? You drop your line in and wait, that's all. <laughs> Sometimes it takes all day. The next time out, your parachute doesn't open. And bingo. <laughs> bingo? Yeah, I play it every night. <laughs> that's why I couldn't take the job. Mm -hmm. Stand up to my hips and cold sauerkraut. Playing bingo. Who do they think I am? What? Go off the Lazarus next. Go off the Lazarus. And next you would need a class, bring a screen of bark or freckles. <laughs> Come on, Molly, that's us, 14th Street. Here's where we get off, Georgie. See you later. Goodbye, Mr. Nothing. So long, Mrs. McGee. So long. Well, he's an interesting lad, McGee. A little confusing, Yeah, but... Georgie's a nice little guy. I play pool with him at the Elks Club. He talks like a pool player. <laughs> His conversation keeps going into the side pocket. Yeah. Well, come on, let's get off here. Okay. There you go. Oh, Lazarus. Light him up, please. Light him up. They're going to the base now. McGee, where's the base? Huh? Oh, my gosh. Oh, hold it, conductor. Hold it. I forgot something. Uh, hey, Georgie, throw me that base off the seat, will you? No, McGee, don't. I got it. Thanks, Georgie. Good thing Georgie was a friend of mine. I'd hate to have had a stranger throw this base to me. He might have thrown it. Cabot Oakmore, Smith. Cabot Oakmore. Same fold this trip and out of Virginia. Oh, Park. <laughs> glad to get that base home safely. I'm a nervous wreck. Let me carry it before no, no, something... No, no, we're nearly there now, Pussy. Boy, I ain't handled anything as careful. Oh, there's Oli. Hi, Oli. Hello there, Oli. Hi, McGee. Hello, Mrs. How's everyone at your house, Oli? All well? Oh, everybody's fine, Mrs. But my wife's brother-in-law's pretty sick. Uh -huh. They're going to let us know how it gets along. Virus, Oli? Oh, they virus. We'll write a letter either way. <laughs> My letterless kid, little Sven, he don't feel so good today, though. Oh, dear. Is he sick, too, Ollie? Then no, he can't be sick, Mrs. But when we get up this morning, my message finds little Sven is cutting some new tea. Mm, boy, that can hurt. Did you take him to the doctor? No, I took him to the woodshed. Huh? <laughs> the new teeth he was cutting was my missus' new bridge and my good hacksaw uses, too. That's <laughs> <laughs> nah, a pretty horrible job raising kids, Ollie. I know from experience because I used to be one. <laughs> Same, you must get a lot of pleasure out of your family, Ollie. Uh, say, what do you hear from the boy in the Navy? Any news from him lately? Oh, Lars? Yeah. Oh, dear, very proud of Lars, Mrs. Did you have a picture from him last week? Oh. He's in uniform, you know, with that uh, scrambled eggs on his shoulders there. Oh. <laughs> Promoted already, huh? Scrambled eggs, Molly. That's Navy talk for gold break. Oh. Right, Ollie? No, McGee. These scrambled eggs was the real McCoy. Oh. <laughs> He was eating breakfast when the ship hit a bomb. <laughs> well, he's 
probably what they call the officer's mess, Ole. <laughs> they like him fine on the boat, though. Yeah. He says in the letter they promote him to the bridge. The bridge? My gosh, that's where they run the boat from. See the captain? No, he don't say in the letter. Oh. He just says he has private room and they bring his meals to him every day. <laughs> I guess he works pretty hard with his brains because they keep the door locked so nobody comes in and disturbs him. This is on the bridge, Ollie? It says right in the letter, missus. I am now in the bridge. B-R-I-G, bridge. Mm. Well, so long, Well, come on in the house, dearie. Let me have the vase. I'm so... No, nervous. no, no. You just open the door, Tootsie. I'll take it right into the living room. Oh, there. I never thought we'd make it with you carrying yeah, it. Yeah, it is quite a thing, kiddo, carrying a $10 vase clear across town. Uh... Telephone. Yeah, you hold the vase while I answer. Careful now. I've got it. Go ahead. 79 Whistle Vista McGee... Huh? Oh, the antique shop. Yeah, yeah, we got home with the vase okay, bud. Yeah, my wife's standing here holding it right now. Why? It... It what? It is? Oh, my gosh. What is it, McGee? They gave us the wrong vase, Molly. This is a genuine Ming vase worth $500. What? Heavenly days, I... Oh! oh! How's that? <laughs> You're coming over to pick it up, bud? You better bring a dustpan. <laughs> Something terrible has happened here. Bibber and Molly return in a moment. Ladies and gentlemen... A broken vase can be glued back together and nobody will care very much, but to restore a crippled child to health and happiness is a bigger problem and a lot more important one. The Society for Crippled Children and Adults sells Easter seals for this purpose. Every Easter seal you buy helps a little toward giving some helpless man, woman, or child a new hope and a new start. Buy a lot of them, or send as large an amount as you can to the Society for Crippled Children... 11 South LaSalle Street, Chicago. An Easter seal is just a little piece of paper, but enough of them, kindled by warm hearts, can burn crutches. And melt steel braces. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> <laughs> 